0: Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host Adam Van Handel, and in this episode, I want to talk about the NBA. As there was some news that uh, came out about it uh, within the last 24 to 48 hours, uh, the NBA has basically, uh, through looking at the all the media and everything, uh, they have. Agreed on a December twenty second start date for the upcoming season. The other important dates uh, that are out there in the new in the news for uh, sports with the NBA is a November eighteenth NBA draft, a November twentieth free agency starting period at six p.m., a November twenty second day, which is where free agents can. Uh, begin signing at 12.01 p.m., and then December 1st, uh, training camps open, and uh, trades can't happen until around uh, November 16th at the earliest, and instead of the normal amount of games in a normal NBA season, they will be playing 72 games this upcoming season with the regular season, and I foresee that to be probably something that will stick. There has been a lot of debate as far as is there too many NBA games in a regular season and a lot of the time like that question comes up among major sports. I mean, you look at the MLB and there's 162 games in a normal MLB season. And some people feel that that's too much and that they need to condense it. And that 162 games teams don't, um, get enough off period. And yeah, they get some off days, but they're constantly playing games and like, yeah, they're professional athletes. They should be able to do that. They get paid a lot of money to do it, but, uh, they're constantly, you know, away from their families, away from their friends on the road, everything. And, uh, they, they kind of want less games, a, a little bit less uh, with MLB, and that's kind of the debate that they're going with the NBA, and a lot of people foresee, uh, you know, you play a 72-game season, which they're going to do this coming season for the first time, uh, and that's kind of a change from the normal uh, amount of games that they play, which I believe is 81 uh, or 82, uh, so it's not that much of a difference as far as it's not like they're taking away a whole bunch of games. It's only like under 10 or around there. So um, it's something that they're going to try and do. And I mean, you look and you say, hey, in a 72-game season, you should be able to measure out, hey, who's the best teams in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, who's playoff worthy. And I think that's a good move by the NBA. I mean, I love live sports and I love watching live sports and that. But um, So I'd be in favor of more games and them keeping it the way it is. But I also do realize that, hey, 72 games is probably a good amount of games to kind of measure out, again, who's – going to make the playoffs and who's worthy of the playoffs. And also they've tossed around the playoff uh, seedings as far as should they continue on with the one through eight seeding for the East and West conference. And that's been kind of tossed around or should they go with the 16 best teams, no matter the conference. So I think that they will probably stick with the same playoff formats as far as the one through eight. Uh, But that, I guess, could change. But, I mean, the season starts in, I mean, a a little over a month that the NBA season for next year will be starting. I mean, we're on November 10th, and they're planning a December 22nd start date. So I would have assumed that that would have been a part of the news that came out within the last 24 to 48 hours that, hey, you know, we're going to change the playoff format. So I think that that might be more – of a topic that needs more discussing as far as with all their meetings that they have with uh, the NBA and everything, the players and the owners and all that that they have as far as that goes. So that will definitely be uh, something to keep an eye on. But, I mean, that was definitely something good to see yesterday. I mean, there had been rumblings that we may get a start to the NBA season uh, before the end of this calendar year, and we are going to get it. And the other thing that was kind of tossed around I saw was that they might start after the new year and then uh, you get players more rest because a lot of the players aren't in favor of the earlier start date. And those players are on teams that were in the NBA bubble last year, not too long ago, uh, as they, that NBA season wrapped up in the, within the last couple of months are or so around there, and they weren't too happy because, hey, we're going to be coming back and playing right away, and uh, they want more rest, but I mean, I get that, but also, like, you're in the NBA, and, like, you're world-class athletes, like, you should be able to be okay with playing. I mean, you get paid a bunch of money to play basketball, like, you should be able to do that, and That is what's going to happen. I mean, they're going to start on December 22nd. And uh, another thing that needs to be brought up is like the amount of money as far as TV deals and all that. Most notably, like the Christmas Day slate. Normally they have a pretty good Christmas Day slate of basketball and NBA and they want to have that kind of money and all that to all the major networks out there and, and that among everything else. In addition to all the money that the teams TV stations that cover them, like, for example, the Bucks, Fox Sports Wisconsin covers the Bucks, so they're going to want, you know, the season to crank up as, as soon as possible, and, and that, so that way they can, you know, continue to do what they do, and that, so, but uh, another thing, too, is they're probably, I'm guessing, won't be any fans allowed, and if they are, it'll be modified. I mean, I did hear an idea kicked around within the media that they might allow modified fans. So that'll be something where they'll need to have probably masks and everything with COVID and socially distanced and everything. So that'll be something to keep an eye on as far as how that progresses. But uh, it's, it'll just be fun to have basketball back. I mean, it's something that, um, you know, it it wasn't, away from us to, for too long because of the bubble. It it ended up ending a couple months ago, but it's good to get the season, the new season, because this time of year, the season that's going to start in December 22nd would be in full force. Like, if we didn't have this virus, there would be the, the new season, and we would we would be into it by now, and we'd be through the first portion of it so uh, it's something to uh, be happy about and uh, it'll be interesting to see how free agency goes and that and trades and the offseason I mean there's already rumors uh, kicked around for different teams including the Bucks, which in the next portion of this episode of my podcast I'll be talking about some Bucks off offseason thoughts as far as the pre season, as far as just before the all of the days where they can have a draft and free agency and trades so uh that'll be coming up but just rounding out the uh talk about the overall nba news that was uh broken within the last day or two it, it'll be nice to to have teams play it sounds like in their home arenas and play where they can travel and that And like, I understand, like, and I totally credit Adam Silver and the NBA for creating the bubble. And that was a great thing for for a short-term fix in order to to finish last season for the NBA. But I prefer, and I think everyone would agree, I I prefer playing where they're playing at their own arena and that, and then they're, they're traveling and all that. And that's something that it sounds like we'll be back in the net. So that'll be good. But again, the bubble was a great solution to finish the season last year, but it'll be nice to uh, get back to playing in the normal teams arenas. I mean, I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan and I just love watching games at Pfizer forum. The the arena for the Bucks. It's just an amazing arena. It's probably my favorite arena and, I mean that's even with my bucks fandom and putting that aside like i just think that it's one of the newer arenas and it's just a great arena like the lighting and everything and the court design and it's just a phenomenal arena and and that so uh there are definitely a lot of other arenas out there like you know madison square garden comes to mind as far as like classic arena that's been around a long time like that's a good arena and other arenas too but i just love pfizer forum so It'll be good to have Bucks games back there and that. So, But coming up in the second and final portion of this episode of my podcast, I'll be talking about the Bucks pre-offseason thoughts on my end. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead and talking in this edition of another episode of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam A. Handel. In the first portion of this episode of my podcast, I talked about the NBA news uh, with all the key dates for the upcoming season that were released within the last day or two, and that was very exciting. And now in this portion, I want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks pre-offseason thoughts uh, as far as before everything can begin in earnest as far as the agency trades, all that, and um, I want to talk about first. Giannis Adedeckumpo is eligible to sign the supermax extension, which would make him the highest amount of money possible. Otherwise, he would pass on that extension and play out the upcoming season and make it where the Bucks are pressured as far as it would be Giannis's potential walk here. So, with the supermax, Giannis can get around five years. Well over two hundred million dollars. And then without the Supermax, if he passes on it, he would have to take a contract if he goes elsewhere, which he hasn't said anything that he's gonna go elsewhere. All indications are that he loves Milwaukee, he loves the box. he's gonna stay and that. But uh if he were to choose to go elsewhere, he would make like f- four years over a hundred million, uh so you can see the kind of difference in money that he would be making, but it's it's on Giannis's end, and like Giannis has been through the Bucks seasons and trying to chase that title, and they haven't gotten there. They've gotten close, but they haven't gotten there yet. But Giannis, like I said, he's been loyal to the team, and he's mentioned everything within the media that's made you think that he's going to stay with the Bucks, but who knows? And it'll be interesting to see if he does sign that Supermax and stays with the Bucks. If he were to sign it, then he would have this upcoming season plus five more, so he would have six years with the team with the new contract with the team if he were to take it. Otherwise, he would have to play the season on a one-year deal, which is what's left on his remaining contract. And that would put a lot of pressure, like I said, on the Bucks to either – hopefully win the finals, but at least get to the finals. So that way you can show Giannis, Hey, we fully can win a championship with Milwaukee and the Bucks have done like a good job, like within the past off seasons of building talent around Giannis and getting Giannis a supporting cast. So like they've made moves, they've been proactive. They just haven't been where they've been able to make it to the finals and even win the finals yet. So the Bucks definitely will need to have a really good season this upcoming year and at least make the finals. Hopefully, win it. They haven't won the finals in years. I mean, it's we're going back and way back to the last time they won it with Kareem and Abdul Jabbar and everybody else from years ago. So it's they're long overdue for winning a title, and uh, the Bucks definitely aren't going to trade Giannis like they've said that like a lot of people think like oh well if Giannis is going to leave the Bucks, might as well get something in return versus having him play out the season and then him leaving and you get nothing back and like I understand that that's a good point like I fully get that like you would want something for a player who's going to leave versus getting nothing at all but I'm going to trust in the Bucs and Giannis that he's going to stay with the franchise and that all will will be well there. But we'll see. Time will tell and that. So, um, I mean, if Giannis lets the Bucs know, like, behind the scenes, hey, like, this is a real possibility, then the Bucs may have to look into getting something for him. But I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that they're confident that Giannis will stay and that. So, but moving ahead, I do want to talk about some of the rumored offseason targets already uh, within the NBA media. Um, you've had r- rumors of names like Bogdan Bogdanovich, Harrison Barnes, and uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Paul, a, a name that I really like for the Bucs, among other names, Joe Harris. He's a guy who can shoot the three well, really well. And uh, Coach Mike Budenholzer likes the let it fly mentality, so I think he'd be a good addition to the Bucs if you can get him on a somewhat reasonable contract. Drew Holiday, too, would be good. Um, a lot of these players that I'm mentioning have contract things behind them where they make a ton of money and they'd have to make the money work in order for the deal to happen. Like if they were to get bogged down, bogged down, it just sounds like they'd have to take on Harrison Barnes' contract, which they would probably have to trade Eric Bledsoe a part of that deal as far as making money work with the trade and that, but uh, there are other potential players of interest not listed here, but those are just some names that I've seen uh, kind of tossed around for potential bucks targets. I mean, Bogdan Bogdanovich would be a really good get for the bucks. If they were able to get him, he's a really good three point shooter, kind of a really good all around solid offensive player. And he's pretty uh, solid defensively too. So he'd be good for the bucks to get. Uh, he's kind of underrated. Like he's not like a, elite player when you think of like the elite players, but he's very underrated. And part of that too, um, no offense at all to the Sacramento Kings, but the Sacramento Kings don't necessarily get the national spotlight as far as that goes. So he's not on a lot of people's radars as far as, you know, notable players. So that is something to uh, pay attention to for the bucks. And, uh, like Chris Paul is another name that I mentioned. He would be good for the Bucks, but like he makes a lot of money, like even more than the usual uh NBA player. Like he makes a lot of money. So they'd have to make the money work and uh figure that out. But he would be a good addition to to the for the Bucs. He's kind of a nice, he would be a perfect pick and roll player for the Bucs. Run him and Giannis on pick and rolls and like, he can shoot the mid-range shot effectively, the three-pointer effectively. And, like, Giannis can roll to the rim and dunk and everything. So, like, that'd be a great thought there as far as that goes. But uh, the Bucks' potential trade chips that um, are kind of obvious when you look at their roster. Eric Bledsoe is a player that they could trade. Brooke Lopez is another player that they could trade. I kind of wanna hopefully keep Lopez if I'm the Bucks because he is really good defensively like he is pretty good offensively but like he's one of the best room protectors in the game if you look at all the like defensive analytics or whatever like I've looked at those and like he's really good defensively so hopefully they can keep him I mean if they were to to try to move off him the package that they get back would have to exceed what you know it would have to make sense obviously and then another player Dante DiVincenzo uh would be another player that uh that they could trade uh he's a nice young talent but he was very good in his rookie year he was okay in the first portion of this year uh for the bucks but then once he got back uh from the break due to COVID he was kind of okay in the bubble like he wasn't he had his struggles, I guess you could say. Uh, so he would be somebody where if they were to get like a really talented player as part of a package where DiVincenzo is included, maybe they can move off him. But I know that Coach Mike Budenholzer has really been a fan of Dante DiVincenzo. So uh, maybe they keep him. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And then the first-round pick in this year's draft they have uh, from Indiana uh, due to the Malcolm Brogdon sign and trade that they uh, did last offseason, so maybe they use that as part of a trade, and then future year's draft picks, too, um, potentially for trades. And then free agency, too. Um, a- additionally, aside from trades, the Bucks could make some moves there. I'm not sure how much money they'll have as far as that goes. Like, if they give Giannis the Supermax, then that's going to take away their money and everything else. So, uh, And they already have a lot of players under contract uh, making a pretty good portion of money, so... Uh, We'll have to see how much money they have free agent-wise, but they might be able to kind of um, get some players um, for as far as bench players go uh, within the free agency uh, for, you know, reasonable contracts and solid players that would fit Coach Mike Budenholzer's system and be be good rotational players to the Bucs. And the Bucs free agents that they have, Pat Connaughton is a free agent, And then Kyle Korver is a free agent as well as Sterling Brown. Connaughton, I like Connaughton. He's a nice role player. But, like, if he left, like, it wouldn't be awful. Like, he's a player that, like, a not-so-good team could, like, overpay for. And, like, if he left them for that, then, like, you can't fault him because he's going to a team that's going to give more money. But they have, like, Connaughton, too. He's another role player that they like. So maybe they say, Hey, come back, make another run at a title and that. So I'd like to keep him, but I mean, I understand if they have to let him go. And then Corver is a guy who you can get for another year on the cheap. And uh he has the relationship um from the past with Atlanta when he played for C- coach Mike Boonholzer. And now he, he's played with the Bucks last year for coach bud. So, um, they could get him back. He's a nice three-point shooter uh, for the Bucks, And then uh, player options for the bucks they have Robin Lopez and Wesley Matthews. So uh, they'll have to kind of think about what they want to do there. I like Robin Lopez. He's a nice, solid uh, backup center. But uh, it seems like when it gets to the playoffs, he kind of is a little bit phased out of the rotation. So um, he's a valuable piece, and he's definitely kind of a a team leader, as far as in you know, all like the pre the pregame videos that go uh, viral uh, from the Bucks, um, he's he's always in them and a part of them. So um, they really like Robin and what he can do, and he, he's a nice rebounder in that, and he he can be okay uh, offensively um, around the rim too. So uh, we'll have to see what they do there. And then Wesley Matthews is another player. He's a really good three point shooter, pretty solid defender. So I'd like to keep him, but he might be a player where they could move off him. And these are player options, too. So these two could decline their player options and become free agents outright. But uh, if they move off Wesley Matthews, um, they would be able to get more money and save a little bit more money for other transactions that they would make. So we'll have to see what the Bucks do. And another question that comes into play, too, is will the Bucs spend the – money where they go into the luxury tax. Like that's a question where they didn't want to do it last off season when they kind of sign and trade it Malcolm Brogdon. So I don't foresee them wanting to do it, but this is a crucial off season for the bucks even more than previous off seasons. Because if Giannis, if Giannis signs the super max, then they're fine. Like Giannis is committed and I think he will be, but if he doesn't, then like they might need to spend it into this, Luxury tax in order to keep Giannis around. So it's an interesting thing. Like, yeah, the Bucks are a small market team. So like you wouldn't think that they would do it. But I mean, it it is an option to do. And I think it's um, feasible for them to do. Like, yeah, they don't want to have to do it. But like if they definitely need to, then they should um, in order to um, have Giannis around for many, 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 many more years. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Bucs in addition to all the other teams. And I did just want to mention one last thing for the Bucs. They do have uh, Brook Lopez, Chris Middleton, Eric Bledsoe, and George Hill locked up to deals as far as for uh, several seasons ahead. So uh, those uh, players are players that they signed last offseason to uh, deals. So those are uh, good. Um that they're under contract and that. So that's uh something that's good for the Bucs. Uh although some of those players like Bledsoe, maybe Hill, and maybe Lopez could be used for trades as far as that goes. And Middleton they'll probably keep because I mean Chris Middleton's really good. Like he's not like a household like name that you would think of as far as elite talent, but like he's very underrated. And like, yeah, he he's made all star teams in the past. So he's very a really solid player, pretty solid defender, and a really good offensive player. And one thing that I do want to mention as I have this last point that I want to make before I wrap up the addition of my podcast is like the Bucks have tried the Bledsoe, Hill, Giannis, Lopez, Middleton, the the teams that they've had in recent years. They've tried that and it's gotten close to working, but it hasn't fully worked. And like, it's tough to decide, you know, why hasn't it fully worked? I mean, part of it's coaching. I mean, I, I love Coach Mike Budenholzer, like, when they hired him, like, I was all on board. And I do recognize that he does have some questionable decisions with rotations and things like that that everybody knows about. But he is a solid coach, and I'm happy that they kept him at least for this coming year because I feel like they kept him and they talked to Giannis – there's no proof of this. This is just my opinion. They talked to Giannis and they said, do you want coach bud? And Giannis must've said yes. So Giannis much like still like coach bud and they have a good relationship. So um, we'll have to see, but like it hasn't worked with what they've been trying and like they could give it another run and it could work. We'll see. But like, also you have to look at it and be like, it hasn't worked. Maybe we change it up a little, not, drastically like you're gonna keep Giannis, you're gonna keep Middleton, you're gonna keep all the obvious players, but like change up some like other things like maybe deal Eric Bledsoe. Like I like Eric Bledsoe, but like maybe move off him, you know, if if you can get a somebody else in return. So we'll see what happens, but uh it'll be interesting, definitely. And uh it'll kick off and come our way before we know it. So that'll be uh about it for another episode though of big a sports show i'm your host adam Handel, and i hope that you've enjoyed all my past episodes this episode and all my future episodes thank you for all the consistent list listenership and uh i look for it all to continue and if you want to continue to spread the word about my show you continue to spread the word about my show as i'm always looking for as many consistent listeners as possible and um uh, even more people who aren't already listening to climb on board and listen as far as always looking to get as consistent amount of listeners as possible. So thank you again and uh, have a great rest of your day. Again, another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel.